Hello, and welcome back to Life in Bold, the best podcast in the world. My name is Ben Haas. I am your host, and this is the show where I get to connect you to people who are doing the work to live the lives they've imagined, doing the work to live their lives in bold. So this is Life in Bold, and today's guest is really amazing. She's 23. She's a queer comedian. She's a very musical comedian and a very funny comedian. And I really, really, really enjoyed my conversation with her. She's so real. She's just so nice. And I love her laugh, actually. If you are one of her friends listening, I bet you like her laugh as well. Um, she's just so, so genuine and such a cool person. So today's guest is comedian Reagan Allen. And we just had such a cool conversation. I met Reagan uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago at her solo show where she did a 30-minute show, comedy show, um, with music and stand-up, and she had a pianist playing, and it was just, like, such a funny show. She has this one song about how much she loves Michael Sarah, and it's just really, really funny, and we get into it, like, it was a little vulgar, but we get into it, um, and I really, really enjoy her and appreciate her, respect her, admire her. And so I hope you will too. You can follow her on Instagram at the end of this episode. You can follow me on Instagram at Ben Haas Show or the podcast at Life in Bold Pod. Um, man, this was just a really cool episode and I'm really excited to share it with you. So let's do just that. Uh, this is Life in Bold and the guest today is Reagan Allen. And so without further ado, please welcome to the Life in Bold stage, Reagan Allen wiggle it out i got this new lizzo t-shirt today that i'm really excited oh, about <laughs> i love it it's so amazing <laughs> i'll show you it's like yeah let me get the full <gasps> i love that photo of her and the yeah. lettering also oh my gosh that's so amazing target she's the best stop really target oh my gosh that's online awesome. target wow. not the real store okay just on the internet <laughs> i need it <laughs> Frankly, that's so great. It's so good. Anyway, everybody, today we have Reagan Allen here, who is a comedian that I met basically randomly at your one man, one person show, your solo show. And I was so impressed and it was just awesome. So say hi to the crowd. Hi, crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, ben. Your name is Reagan, which this was part of your show. Um, you did, did you do a song about your name being Reagan or just talk about it and do, do like basically stand up about like the craziness that your name is Reagan? Right. I, I just kind of spoke about it. It was, it was what I uh, opened with at that performance. So that's, I, you know, I really got off on the right foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you were um, named after the president, Ronald Reagan. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> thanks buddy. But yeah, so my mom and dad were big Reagan Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. But uh, yeah, they named me Reagan. And they always had said that to me. And then as I like got older through my life, that was that became more upsetting <laughs> to me over time. And then uh, we would argue about it a lot, especially like, now my mom is is a lot more um, she's she's evolved a lot in the time that I've known her uh, from birth to now. <laughs> Yeah, so she's she's not really on that wave anymore, but she still will get defensive uh, anytime I bring it up. She's like, I wanted to give you a it sounds like a smart girl's name. And I'm like, <laughs> not not a smart girl's name. Like, that's great. And now and anytime I introduce myself to like any adult man, like I'm always like, oh, I'm Reagan Allen. They're like, that's so presidential. I feel like it's like it's also like two men's names, mm -hmm. Reagan yeah. Allen, like both of them. And it's very. I don't know. So I I have mixed feelings about it, but I kind of like it now. I also like I recently was um, looking at like the the roots of the name. Uh, it's Irish, I think, and it comes from this word for like little king, little ruler, which I <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, um, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, more more than I do the other associations. Yeah, so that no, feels appropriate. Yeah, that's really funny. And are you a millennial Gen Z? Like, how old are you? I'm I identify more on the Gen Z side, which I yeah. think is accurate. I'm I'm 23. Yeah. Okay. So, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love Gen Z. I'm I'm a millennial. I'm 30. 
And I, it's funny, lately people have been saying that I don't look 30, um, which is nice because when I was like 25, everybody said I looked like I was 30. Um, and <laughs> and it's just funny because like, I, I don't know if I'm like healthier now or like more energized or something like that. But now that I'm 30, people are like, oh, you don't look 30. And maybe that's just something that people say to 30 year olds to make them feel better. But <laughs> maybe when you turn 30, that's when people start saying, oh, you look so much younger. Whereas like when you're 23, like everybody wants you to at least feel 23 or older. I'm not sure right. of like the mechanics right. and the science behind it. But um, I, I love like Gen Z on TikTok and like with the content they do and like, right. you know, also just like the gen like the activism that Gen Z does, like I'm really like into. Um, right. And it just seems to me like, I know there's a lot of like, you know, back and forth about like millennials and Gen Z and like all the different, you know, fights that we get into, but it's, <laughs> it ends up, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I think to me, the, the conversations between Gen Z and millennials are like nothing new. Like when we were, when we were younger, millennials were younger, like all the older generations were making fun of us and we were making fun of them, you know? So it's funny because I think there are specific things about millennials that are funny and specific things about Gen Z that are funny, but like the conversation of like, oh, kids these days is like nothing new. <laughs> right, right. Always that. Well, here we are bridging the gap also. <laughs> exactly. So you can bring your Gen Z fans and I can bring my millennial fans and we can right? all party together. <laughs> um, yes. Your show was called what? Intelligent Bisexual Woman? Yes. That oh my God. was the title uh, of the show. Yeah, you're, How... you're dead. You're right on. <laughs> How did you come up with the title? Well, it was conceived okay so I I started writing the show in 2021 and um I at first like my original idea was that it was going to be more like chronological through my life so it was like three kind of parts of my life that I was seeing where it was like mm -hmm. intelligent was kind of my childhood where I was really my parents were really obsessed with me being smart and and me just ensuring that I did well in school and like I skipped second grade and everybody thought I was like a big genius. Yeah. And then that all kind of, you know, it's like you peak in second grade and then where do you go from there? Yeah. <laughs> but, so that was intelligent. And then bisexual kind of my adolescence, early, early adulthood, where I was like figuring out my sexuality and like exploring certain things for the first time and, and dealing with that. And then woman being this kind of more current, um, mm -hmm chapter of my life where I am thinking about my gender and what does it mean to be a woman and am I a woman am I only a woman am I so anyway that was the original idea which is where the title came from and then I kind of abandoned um the the timeline as a structure um but I kept the content so what you saw I guess was about a half hour mm -hmm. um and the whole script is it's really like it's a it's like an hour long show um yeah. but I think almost all of the songs and spoken things and the stand-up that I deliver like throughout the show kind of they all kind of deal with one of those elements of my personhood they all fall under one of those three umbrellas mm -hmm. so that's where yeah. it comes from yeah the song I have to say about Michael Sarah <laughs> is fully so funny like I first of all I do musical comedy too so I like sing songs and, and go around it and I play the guitar and I sing songs and I only recently have been coming across other comedians who are doing musical comedy right and it's so cool to see how people put together funny songs and it's been so inspiring so you had a song about basically how well, you tell it like why, what's the what's the origin of the song and what is the song about? The Michael Sarah song, I, I don't even know. I think back like on so much <laughs> writing, writing the whole thing. Like I'm like, where did all of this kind of come from? Because now some days like I'll want to sit down and write or whatever the thing is. And I'm like, what do I don't even know? I wouldn't know where to begin writing. Yeah. Um, but then I have like this you know 60 page <laughs> script of like all this but anyway the michael sarah song um i i couldn't <laughs> tell you where it came from i have always loved him mm. i think like in my head i had it, it just kind of came to me he's always been like my favorite actor and 
he was probably just like really heavy on my mind. Um, I have seen him on Broadway more than once. That's a line in the song. Did you know that I saw you on Broadway more than once? Yeah. Um, I've seen him on Broadway three times and I love all of his work. <laughs> and I just, one day when I was like writing the show, I, I was like, I need, I need there to be a song called my date with Michael Sarah. Yeah. And like, it would be everything that I say to him uh, <laughs> if I, if I got to go on a date with him. So that's where that came from. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because how old were you when, like in this song, like what was it, what age of this song was this from the perspective of what age for you? I think like present day, now. honestly, because <laughs> I, I think like the chorus being the whole song is really, it's it's very romantic almost. I feel like it's really, it's like my princess moment. The, the yeah. piano is is very romantic and um, <laughs> it's just really tender. And then the chorus, um, not to be vulgar on on your wonderful podcast, but- um, <laughs> Go for it. The, the first, <laughs> the first, you, you want to talk about being bold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, the, the whole, you know, thing of the chorus is I've never wanted to suck a dick more than I want to suck yours. Yeah. Um, which I also just think is like a silly, I don't think most people go there when they think of um, Mr. Mr. Sarah. So I, I do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just genuine love, but anyway. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought was so funny yeah. is like Michael Sarah is just such a specific person, you know? Right. And I think from a queer perspective, I think, you know, cause he, I think he's just straight. Right. And I think that like, um, but like he is such a, how do I even want to say this? Like he is somehow queer anyway. Yes. Because <laughs> what's so funny is like so many of my friends that were at that show, like that hadn't heard that song were like, it, it comes up because I'm saying, you know, I was thinking about, do I like girls in, in like fifth, sixth grade? I'm thinking that I'm like, I think I like girls. Like, yeah. you know, and then um, I would be met with some kind of pushback from other people around me. And I'd be like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not gay. Like my, you know, biggest crush in the world is, is Michael Sarah. <laughs> and my friends are watching this and they're like, Reagan, like the fact that that's the guy you're pointing to, like it's Michael Sarah to prove that you're straight or to prove that you don't. And they're like, Michael Sarah is like essentially a lesbian. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like he just has lesbian energy. And like, it's so, it doesn't even help yeah. your case to say that that's the man that like you love more than any other. <laughs> that to me was the funniest part of it is like, cause the story leading into it. And that's what I think is so fun about songs and, and doing stand up and songs is like, you can tell a story and then um, go into a song and like the song doesn't necessarily have to be the same as the story, but the way they right. come up together. Like I, um, I've been performing Miley Cyrus's The Climb on stage. Um, amazing. With the guitar. <laughs> And um, yes. my goal is for it to be comedic and for it to be right. funny and like for all of us to be singing this like anthem together. But the right. story that I tell beforehand is how New York is just so hard to live in. And basically my rent is going up and how my, <laughs> my landlord is being an asshole and like my rent is going up by a lot and I have to like work through that. And so I tell this story, which I don't even remember if it's true, like but the vibe of it is true. And it's like, I tell the story about how I was crying about this rent raise at 2 a.m. in bed and listening to music and this song came on and it just reminded me that you, you in New York, you just, you know, you can't give up, you have to keep going. And then right, I sing right. the climb <laughs> and it just ends up being so funny. Um, and to your point about, you know, Michael Sarah not really helping your case. When I was in high school, I was like, out and proud that I had a huge crush on Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, it's almost like a similar thing yeah. where like Miley Cyrus has such a, to me in a very powerful and like badass way, like almost yeah. a, a masculine totally. energy, you know, and just the way <laughs> that she is and that, that's so hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. I remember one time I went to the Britney Spears circus tour, um, which was just ultimately like a, an amazing iconic show. Like this Britney Spears awesome. circus album, first of all, is just so perfect. And then amazing. The, the show being a circus, like, and there being, like, <laughs> you know, like um, it actually inspired my entire like year 17. <laughs> and I, um, I went to that show and I remember my best friend, Kelly, who honestly, 
doesn't live in New York, but you guys would get along. Um, and um, I, I, was, I remember talking to her and she was like, if anybody says you're gay for going to the Britney Spears circus tour, like just tell them that, or she didn't tell me like, just tell them, but she was like, uh, what did she say? She was like, you saw Britney Spears like with just pasties on or something like that. And it was just <laughs> like, like as if like I went to go to Britney Spears's concert because she's hot. You Juicy know? her boobs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I, it's just so funny, like these women that I was like into, like, it wasn't like, you know, I, I remember a lot of the guys were into like Jessica Alba. Like, I was like, mm, I'll go with Miley, you know? Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you a musical kid? Did you take piano lessons or like in choir or chorus or uh, drama or anything like that? Oh God, uh -oh. boy, did I. I, yeah, um, I mean, it's so weird because when I, my, my parents like took me to like music class when I was like a baby, you know, mm. baby music class, not, you know, anything too structured. But anyway, so we did that. And then my mom, oh, I love to like put on a show in the living room, you know, who, mm. come on, you know, um, I know, we've, I all, know. we've all been there. <laughs> For me, it was not even shows. It was circuses. I really was obsessed with the circus. I would oh my God, circuses. this is because a whole I was theme in, for you. The cir <laughs> no, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a clown. Like I wanted to be a circus clown. That was like my number one goal. And my parents would like take me to the circus and I would just be like sitting there in awe, like inspired by the clowns. And so I would come home and put on like circuses on the weekends and I would like have the makeup. I was a clown for three years in a row as a kid for Halloween. Um, and like, it's funny, like, I remember, like, when I was, like, really young, like, I really wanted to be a clown. I also wanted to be the next country music superstar. Um, right. I was, like, really into Tim McGraw at the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, it's funny that now I do, like, comedy and music and stuff like that, because, like, at, like, seven years old, like, I knew. I knew that that's right. what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, exactly. you were saying. <laughs> no, that's, like, so true. The I can't believe the, the clowning. Uh... <laughs> obsession that's I've, I don't think I know anybody who is like as a kid that's like I love that I feel like everybody was horrified by yeah. them or but then again and, and like I know people now who fully like do clowning because yeah. like that was a big part of I like went to school for acting and I always am like I don't get it <laughs> <laughs> like you do your thing but like I I'm a clown you know all, nearly 24 7 like I yeah. taking it to an extreme like that I mean I don't know I kind of like it now though uh, observing it I don't I, anyway um that's really hilarious to me but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's that thing of like you you know when you're a kid I I knew when I was a kid that I wanted to do that but I I love to sing and I always my mom would be like you should audition for this musical at the community theater or this like touring thing or like whatever like let's go to this but not in like a freaky way just like yeah you love to perform like do you want to be in a musical like does that sound <laughs> fun to you um in a in a very normal way so <laughs> she uh i would always be like mom i hate musicals like no way they're that's goofy and she's like what like you love to sing you love to put on a show and i'm like yeah like i sorry my airpods are falling out she, she's like <laughs> I'm like mom I hate musicals and you know that's ridiculous and and uh she's like what do you mean you love to perform and I'm like I want to be a pop star like I wanted to be a singing touring like girl mm -hmm. on the road doing a Miley Cyrus yeah. if you like I wanted to be <laughs> I him would have had such a crush on you <laughs> right <laughs> and then that would have really made sense later on yeah, yeah. but um yeah, like, where were we going? Oh, yeah. So then I, I ended up like, I would sing here and there. And I took piano lessons like on and off. But I never really like, I never stuck with it long enough in terms of practicing to like be good enough to really be amazing playing piano. I play chords now. And like, I wrote all the music in the show and whatever. So um, I write on the piano, but I would, wouldn't want to do it myself. Like Sean, who, you know, you're, she's so wonderful. And I, she's great with that, but I'm yeah, like, Sean, I need Sean somebody. Is, I only met Sean. She's another musical, <laughs> another musical comedian. And I met her at a, um, an open mic night, like two months ago, like not that long ago. That's so and, funny. Like, I'm just like, I just need to collect all of these like musical comedians. And like one day we can do our own, like we are the world or something. Right. And, like, <laughs> 
like just build our own industry like that would be so cool <laughs> oh my god yeah no because that's hilarious yeah but she's she's great and um but she plays and sings at the same mm -hmm. time i guess and i i'm just not uh, i think i could do it but i'm not like i don't feel confident in that but yeah um so i took piano lessons and then i did choir and i really i did drama i did theater stuff when i i finally my mom was right you know i was really i was destined <laughs> to do all that so i did that uh starting in like middle school through high school and i i was super obsessed with that and i you know grew up i was like living in arkansas at that time and um went to this like weird little like private school um like i had a little scholarship and like went to this private school with about with all the like affluent arkansans which is like odd because arkansas has such a low cost of living and then people are thinking that they're like really oh. like strutting their stuff like they are like slaying and like so they're they have such superiority complexes you know at this <laughs> elite academy and it's like oh like we're actually on a dirt road like in the <laughs> like well, i don't know why you're acting like you are some so and so i mean i i love i love arkansas but yeah. it was just such a funny it was a funny little like incubating tank for me mm -hmm. um being there amongst these people who mostly like rode horses and like you know worked out at orange theory and like whatever i don't know so oh, these totally people, yeah it was so i was kind of weird in that situation and then like doing theater you know you're it's you and all the gay people and yeah <laughs> all the kind of like weirdos but anyway i was doing that and then i studied that in in school so yeah. um kept that going and then the pandemic happened um well yeah. when i was in college and that yeah you when did you graduate 2021 okay so yeah. halfway through like about halfway through my third year of school every you know everything uh shit hit the fan yeah. as i always say totally. um and that is when i the theater industry was sh the theater industry oh my god was shut down for um <laughs> so long yeah. like longer than anything and i did not know what to do with myself and that's when i started doing stand-up and I find that um, I, I've really been like leaning into that a lot more than I've been doing. Oh, like make take. I, I audition for things on occasion, but I, I've been putting a lot more eggs in the comedy basket than I have been the acting theatrical basket. Just because with my writing and my comedy and that sort of thing, I feel like I have so much more agency. Like I don't have to wait for somebody to give me permission to do that job you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying and acting yes. is so weird because you have to like beg people to um see you and respect you and like give you an opportunity and i'm like i can't like you know respect everybody who's like on that grind but i can't grovel <laughs> any longer for, for somebody to like take me seriously and that's basically i need to be in charge of my own shit, you know so mm. i feel like that's been like the recipe for like me getting into the the comedy world um and in my whole life everybody's been like you should do that and i'm like what yeah. no um and now i'm i'm doing that and it's scary and weird but I, i'm loving it and that's the story of that <laughs> yeah no it, it's really amazing and i remember um after the show after your show that i that i saw and we were all outside someone said it was like your first time do on stage or your first time doing a show or like what was it your first time doing it, that was like the longest thing i've ever done so yeah. it was my first time doing a half hour right. i guess um because previously i hadn't done anything longer than 10 minutes stand-up yeah. wise yeah. um and so yeah that was it, it was kind of a i knew it would be <laughs> difficult um <laughs> but it was very it was super tiring to me like i was like wow this like long form like me by myself and then doing the theater thing it's like i'm used to being in a you're in a long thing but you have other people you're bouncing off of and then like when totally. it's just you even for 30 minutes i don't know how you know like it'll we'll i'll make it happen but but thinking about doing anything for 45 or like up to an hour i'm like whoo like <laughs> it really uh kind of knocks the knocks the wind out of me. Um, yeah. Maybe it's like an attention thing where I also am like fatigued from being um, perceived <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah. for so long and being responsible for, you know, um, but yeah, that was my first time doing something that of that length. 
<laughs> I love that you say that because in on June 5th, this is my little plug. On June 5th, I have a 30 minute um one person show thing that I'm oh doing. Oh my god. Um, yes. And it's at a it's at a, an open mic night that I've been going to frequently called Inspired Word. Um and it's uh in the Lower East Side at the Parkside Lounge and basically they do this um they do this open mic night every Monday and Tuesday and I've been going like maybe three times a month and like, you know, singing my songs and doing like poems and sometimes it's vulnerable and sometimes it's funny um always it's vulnerable I guess because sometimes even to be funny is still vulnerable um, right <laughs> <laughs> but I need a better word for that like what it's it's vulnerable and sad and vulnerable and happy <laughs> right um, and um so he booked me to do a 30-minute feature performance for that and so I'm really interested in like will I be able to keep it up for 30 minutes because I I think I can because the eight minutes that I get when I go do that open mic night feels like it just flies by, but I, that's like almost four times as much. So what's your right. advice for me? <laughs> that's the thing. No, I, th I, I think, um, you'll be totally fine. You're so, um, you have great energy and you like radiate, <laughs> you know, warmth outward. I, I think it'll be great. I think, um, uh, it's, it's a matter of staying positive in the process preparing. Cause oh. I just feel like when I was rehearsing for this show, like I would be working my way through and I would be going up on words and bits that I wanted to do and I'd be leaving stuff out and I'd, and I would just get so frustrated in the mm -hmm. thick of like working through material. And um, I, but I, the people around me were like, oh my God, like you're gonna be fine. Like, you know how to yeah. do this. And which I think is very true of you. And um, the adrenaline, when you have a, people giving you stuff back it totally it totally works you know it's yeah. difficult for me though to like be in my bedroom by myself um after having a full work day <laughs> like running through jokes with no audience it's like so painful <laughs> no i i went um i went i did a live a tiktok live do you do tiktok yeah a little bit, a little bit. um <laughs> I, I, I like dip my toe in, but yeah, yeah not too I, much. I've, I have a friend, Kathleen, who has been going live and like just going live like every night at like 1 a.m., which I'm always awake. And so I like <laughs> click into it and I'm like, oh, it's interesting. She does like these interesting things. Like she'll put up a sign that says like, um, make me laugh for $50 or something like that. And, but she's like hard to make her laugh. So she just has a deadpan face or something. It's really interesting, like stuff that she does. I, I would be laughing the whole time. I, I'd be shelling out $50 every five minutes. Um, right. But I thought it's interesting because I've seen a couple of pieces of media on TikTok that talk about how going live will help the algorithm and help people find you and whatever. And so I was, I've been like looking into lives a little bit more and I yeah. was scrolling through and there was this guy um, who's, he had a, he said talent show. He said, it's a talent show and you can join and like do a talent. Right. And I thought, okay, so I will join this talent show and sing. I have a song, um, called uglier than me, which is about how I don't want to date someone who's uglier than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a pretty funny, it's like my best song, really. It's like, I wrote it like a while ago and it ends up just being a crowd pleaser. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it's like the lines are like, I don't care how he feels about Obama. I don't care how he treats his own mama. I just want someone who's prettier than me. And like, I don't care if he's a good tipper. He just has to look good in all the pictures kind of thing. Right. Uh, and um, basically just like how all I want, all I'm looking for in a partner is like someone who's hot. And I just love that, like as a character, like, just like, that's such, that's, it's, it's such a real part of people that doesn't really get a lot of stage time. Um, so I really love that song, but I, I performed the song on the TikTok live and I was, it, it was, it was weird to do it like without an audience, but to be doing it to a person, like I can practice the song in my apartment and be fine, but like, there's a huge right. difference between doing it for a TikTok live and doing it for an audience of even 10 or 20 people. Um, right. And so, funny funny enough yesterday I went live on my own and I was like I, I'll do a talent show like I will right. be the one that people join right and show me their talent um, right and like I'm just the kind of person that like when I have that idea like 20 minutes later I'm doing it <laughs> and so I made I, I made a little TikTok live and I was like talent show join and it was wild because <laughs> like for only two people ever joined 
Um, and only one of them really had a talent, which was rapping. Um, and I did a little beat for her, like on my guitar, but I just right. like had my guitar. And then I, um, I was like, well, I was just kind of playing the guitar and like when something would happen, like someone would comment something, I would just kind of sing about it um, and like kind of improvise a song. And then I was like, I should be improvising songs on TikTok live. Right, so, right. Which is a skill that I just want to have. Like, I feel like that's such an impressive skill to just like take a situation and like make a song out of it, like with, like, yeah. and rhyme things and stuff. Um, yeah. And so I, I did it. I, I was like, everybody give me a word to like, um, give me a word to like improvise a song off of. And someone said pickles. Um, and I think it's because I had recently posted a video of like my post show diner dinner. Um, and it was, and I said, I don't like the pickle, like I'll leave the pickle. And so I, I basically like improvised this whole song about how I don't like pickles and it was like kind of good. And yeah. so then I like got the download and I put that on my social media and stuff, but I don't know. It's just, a, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting world of like comedy, music, stage time, and social media like are you like big mm -hmm. on social media do you think about social media a lot I think about it a lot um I've been thinking about it more I the thing about it is like I it's so um it's like a conflict of I I appreciate that it's a, a tool yeah that helps people and is um good and I I find it interesting and good that people get exposure and time and space in a way that maybe a lot of people wouldn't um who don't have certain other like resources um I like that I feel this pressure like I should be taking advantage of that mm. um but it's just very it's like very unnatural to me I don't enjoy um putting myself on camera and like dealing with that and kind of the logistical elements of like, I don't really want to be a video producer and an editor and a yeah. person who's like cutting shit together. And that I don't want to do that. I want to perform. Like, I don't want to be setting up a tripod and like doing a light. And like, I'm not a producer. I'm not like a, okay. an egg, uh, executor of, so it's like, I always get, um, frankly kind of like pissed when I tried I'm like oh I should like make a TikTok today yeah you know and then I end up being annoyed <laughs> but um yeah. I do I do it on occasion and and I just I'm not consistent with it TikTok that's that's that I Instagram is really like my thing of choice that's like my favorite um medium I think mm -hmm. although I don't really use it I use it for promotional yeah um reasons I don't necessarily put like content or like material on there although I have been dabbling in that for the first time this week I posted my first reel like two oh, days wow. ago what was um, it about? really insane um what was about oh it was about the <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid it was about the uh the love is blind live reunion that yeah. went uh, awry. I don't know if you, mm -hmm. were you, were you watching this most recent not. season? I was not. No. How could I, you be? It's, it's garbage. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> but like, um, yeah. I just, I was like, well, I better make a bit about this and put it on the internet because everybody's mm -hmm. talking about it. Um, but, and, which is one of those things where it's like, do would I normally be talking about love is blind? No. Like I normally right. am talking about Catholic school and like being gay and, and, all of these things but um I feel this I I wish that it just wasn't like I if in my perfect world like it wouldn't exist because then I wouldn't feel like pressure to do something with it mm, you know I just yeah. I would but I again I appreciate what it does so I don't mm. really wish for that but um I I don't know it's not intuitive you, to me are you an introvert or an extrovert my best podcast question ever <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's kind of like part of it I think if I had to really think about it and like assess myself I, I go back and forth on this but I do think that I am more of it's tough I think I am like an a very very extremely extroverted introvert you know yeah. what I'm saying because yeah. I in the sense that and I think I also like my, my understanding of those two words is always changing. Like, what do yeah. those really mean? Like I, I need 
so much time to recharge. Like I need a lot of alone time. I love being alone. Mm-hmm. I like doing things by myself. I, I need that to like be sane. Um, and then on top of it, like I get, it's this fatigue. Like I get tired really easily, like um, talking about myself or, mm-hmm. or like being on the spot in, in certain scenarios, not like this and not when I'm performing <laughs> and like, not with my therapist. Like I'm happy to talk about myself in those situations, but yeah, I find, um, you know, when people are like, well, what have you been up to? Or like, Oh, how's this going? I'm like, if I wanted to talk about that, like I, I would share it with you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. please, um, leave me alone. I don't know. So <laughs> it, it's a mix, but I, I love people also. And I'm obviously very like outwardly, um, I, I feel like I thrive around people and I do, I, I feel comfortable like socializing and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's just like a mixed bag, but honestly, like deep down, I think I crave a little bit of like respite o- away from that. Maybe more yeah. so than like people who are just like, I am an extrovert, like, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting because any test I will ever take will put me at 100% extrovert. <laughs> um, like any any introvert extrovert test will put me at 100% extrovert. Um, yeah. And but I had this really interesting conversation with my friend Kelly, who um, I don't know, she's just really smart. Um, and so mm-hmm. I like what she has to say all the time. And, yeah. um, I remember one time and she knows me really well. Like she really, really mm-hmm. knows me. She's known me since mm-hmm. like seventh grade. And I feel like she can make observations about me that are very, very, right. very accurate that I haven't thought of. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so I think she said one time that she doesn't think that I'm necessarily energized by being around people, but I'm right. energized by being seen by those people. Um, mm-hmm. So if I go to a big party and it's not about me, <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> energize me as much. No. <laughs> but if I go, <laughs> but if I go to a party and it's like my birthday party, like that will bring me. And it's like people are giving speeches about me and coming up to me and telling me I my I do a birthday fundraiser every year and they're telling me that I you know I do such great causes and I'm such a good person <laughs> and stuff like. That is what motivates me. Right. right. <laughs> energizes me. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so I thought that was like both funny and also true that like, I remember one time I I, I had a, a work party and it was after like a big, it was like back in the before times when we, when there were offices and parties and all of those things. And basically um, I went to this party after this big like company retreat week and I was so tired at the party and I had been doing all kinds of stuff all week. Like I, I do like, um, at the time I was like in HR for the company. So like I was helping, helping the week happen basically. Right. Um, right. But ultimately like, I, I, I think that what, what people say is like, if you walk through a room at a party, do you feel more energized or less energized at the end of that party or at the end of the walk through the party? Um, and I was thinking like, if I go through the room and I'm just talking to people and asking them about them or like, (laughs) or just like hearing their (laughs) updates or something like that. Like it just doesn't energize me the same way. And it's actually funny because I go to dinner with people often and like, I, um, I end up talking about myself a lot. Like I really do. And it's a, it's, I can't tell if it's a problem because some people don't like to talk about themselves a ton. Um, And so I end up just telling stories and talking about how great my life is and stuff like that. And I, it's just, it's just a funny like dichotomy of like things. Like, I just don't know, like if I, if, if I want to be talking about myself that much or like if I'm a bad friend because I'm talking about myself a lot, but I don't know. Do you identify with that at all? Do you like, if it, if it came down to being seen or seeing other people, do you have thoughts on on what you prefer or what energizes you? Well, definitely. I feel like it's like, oh God. Yeah. Everything (laughs) you're saying makes so much sense to me. I've never really (laughs) thought about the the walk through the party. I mean, the funny thing about that is like with big gatherings specifically, I feel like, yeah, if I'm receiving positive feedback from Mm -hmm. my environment, if I'm getting attention in a way that's like (laughs) uplifting to me, like, yeah, like that's awesome. Like I, there'll be times where I'm at a party with people who want nothing more than to like talk to me and like ha- laugh at what I'm saying. And like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Reagan, like, uh, and that's like a great day, you know, and I love mm-hmm. being social in that situation. But then 
Um, if I'm at a party where I don't know anyone and like, I, I also, <laughs> my, my roommate, uh, and, and one of my, she's one of my best friends, her name's Alina, um, Alina Sloan plug, follow her <laughs> on the gram. I don't know, but she is a, uh, she's a musician. She's a bassist. And so, and she's like on tour right now. Um, but she, Anytime I, I, I'll like go to stuff with her um, to, to various, you know, nighttime events, parties, little soirees. And with these like music people, you know, in Bushwick or wherever the hell we are. And I yeah. find that they're very like, they're a little bit more, maybe they're just more laid back or whatever the thing is. But um, these people are not necessarily like giving me, it's a lot of straight people, which yeah. I think is part of it. Part of it. <laughs> maybe part of it um but that doesn't energize me at all you know mm. to go into a room of like people who are kind of being cold and like giving me weird looks because I'm like maybe being a little loud or maybe you know so it, it kind of depends on the not oh my god and I'm friends with so many lovely musicians who are <laughs> some of my closest friends but just you know different things or if I'm like not in a good mood if I'm not feeling my best you know on, mm. a, on a given day then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel good being around people but um in terms of talking about myself also like I feel like in a one-on-one -on -one situation like with my really close friends like I I hate to like uh, toot my own horn in this toot way it, but I, I think I, <laughs> I think I'm pretty generous I can get carried away sometimes but um I'm a good listener I think I give really good advice um I I'm happy to and then my friends you know everybody does that thing where it's like oh, I'm really talking your ear off sorry I'm just talking about my problems and I'm like oh well I am your friend like yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to like listen to you and support right. you through this like uh please don't apologize for that but um I think I think I'm I'm pretty um giving in that way and in those situations yeah I don't I don't necessarily want to talk about um myself but we also I brought this up with you earlier like the thing of this imposter syndrome issue like yeah people lately like I feel like I am doing more stuff there was like a period when the pandemic started a period I say like probably you know like a year and a half where like yeah. I was not doing anything right I wasn't necessarily out and like performing or like putting stuff out there or whatever and now that that's like really picking up for me and I'm doing a lot of stuff like um I if things are going better for me I have momentum in my in my career right now I feel like and um I am I don't feel more secure I feel less secure and I feel more impostery and weird and like people will be like well how did the show go how's how's everything going with the show yeah. um how was that thing you did when you did your set at the thing wherever? And I'll be like, oh, like it wasn't really a big deal. It was fine. It was good. I, I don't really want to talk about it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I find myself lately on occasion, like kind of minimizing or like downplaying hmm. the things that I'm doing, which I hate um, because that doesn't really serve any purpose other than there's a difference between doing that, I think, and like being humble. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Do you think it's like humility or do you think it's you don't believe it's that amazing or you don't believe you deserve to have it be that amazing? Right. I think it's like a little bit of like it's a 10 percent. I do. I think I'm I think it's like a little bit of humility. Yeah. And I but not really. I think it's more <laughs> like I think it's more that I'm afraid that because this and here we are. This is truly like I, this. You could be my therapist right now. Like That's me thinking through like why. Yeah, right? <laughs> but like. I, I think I am often afraid. I, I, I feel like through my life, right? I, I've had to do so much work to learn how to like stand in my presence and like take up space and be bold, you know, which mm -hmm. is like because of being queer and mm -hmm. being a woman and something else maybe and, and being, um, you know, like not thin and, and all of these things where it's like, I feel like I have to do so many acrobatics to learn how to like be comfortable in my, mm -hmm. in my skin or something. And so it's like, I, I surmount all of these hurdles and I, I've gotten so much better at those things, but then even it's always a journey, you know, and then even now it's not so much humility. I think I have fear that like, oh, if somebody finds out 
that like I take myself seriously oh. or I I genuinely believe that I did a good job, mm-hmm. like they're gonna think that's silly and that I I oh like maybe <laughs> I don't know what I'm afraid of because I'm really yeah. it's not like I spend a bunch of time around assholes also like totally why am I thinking that everyone's conspiring against me I don't really think that but um I think like it's just difficult to believe. And like career wise, I'm I'm really rambling on here, but like no, but it's good. When you're it's good, keep going, keep going. <laughs> when you're thinking like about where you want to be in your work and where you thought you would be at a certain age and totally. what you're doing, are you on the stage that you want to be on? Are the people? Do you have the number of people paying attention to you that you want paying attention? All of these things, like, um, I think like it's never really good enough. But then mm-hmm. I when people are like, how's this going? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, well, it's good. It's okay. It's not too, it's not a big deal because I don't know. I, I think there's also this thing with people who are not in the performing mm-hmm. arts of any kind who are like, you know, the the classic family member thing of like, when, when am I going to see you on my TV? Yeah. Or right. like, um, like I went on this being from Arkansas, this is so typical, this destination bachelorette trip. Oh my God, <laughs> like, so good, so good. A year or two ago, and I got there and it's, you know, like 10 straight women and me. Mm-hmm. And I, the fact that one of my friends from home is even married is like, you know, uh, to me, that's insane. Yeah, and I oh my just God. For, for one moment forgot that you're, did you say you're 23? 23, yeah. 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 I, I had that feeling very much too at that age, like, wait, you're married? Like what? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. And at, at 30, it's like still like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I can't foresee myself being wed to another at 30. To If that like, totally. I mean, I, I feel that feels reasonable to me. I don't mm-hmm. know, but um, like even then, but uh, it's like, yeah, that it's just different like tracks of, of life, I guess. Yeah. But being with those people were there and like this one girl is like, oh, like, what do you do? You know, what everybody else is like, I work at this thing. Like I'm married, I do this, <laughs> like whatever. She's like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, like I do comedy. I've been doing stand up. Like I'm, that's what I'm pursuing right now. That's what I, I'm a comedian, you know, pretty, yeah. I, I so many words for something so simple. <laughs> but she's like, oh, like, well, what does that mean? Like, what do you do? And I was like, you know, like I, I do stand up, <laughs> and she's like, oh, like, so, do you like I'm like I do comedy she's like do you write on a tv show I was like baby no I'm I'm 21 yeah (laughs) do you know how old the people like they're 50 year olds on SNL you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. no I'm 21 like it will it will take me probably 10 years you know like totally um so it's just so funny like because you have this you know, coming in from outside, even I can be so comfortable and like confident in like where I am and how I'm doing and the work that I'm making and whatever. And then uh, it's, it's often, it's like, I feel like I have to do a lot of like legwork to not allow that sort of thing. Or like my mom being like, what happened with that audition? And me being like, nothing, (laughs) like nothing happened because they didn't call me. (laughs) Like, you know, it's like you, you go through that and I have, you have to kind of like, have a kind of force field that's like okay I just know that what I'm doing is what I need to be doing like nobody else needs to they don't have to understand they're they'll understand when you know my shit is together Mm -hmm. externally for them they'll they'll understand in time but they don't have to get it now (laughs) exactly you know exactly yeah and it's and it's good that you know that that you don't need to be constantly like looking for their approval or their you know whatever whatever you're looking whatever people look for in their friends like um, I think as a queer person, you just have a different timeline and a different situation and like really different priorities. And um, something that, you know, that I've been dealing with in my life is that um, for, 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 for a lot of my life, um, a lot of my friends have been straight women, <laughs> like in right. you know, high school and junior high and, and in college. And, yeah. and it's really interesting because um, I'm just now starting to make more and more, more queer friends. Um, mm. and it's been really interesting because throughout the pandemic, I ended up starting to feel very like lonely. Um, and not because I didn't have friends, but just because I was turning 30. My life was very, very different than any of my friends. 
And I remember I went to a happy hour, a work happy hour actually. And I was telling another gay uh, work, uh, worker <laughs> at my company <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I was like, oh, all my friends are married and whatever. And he was like, how many of your friends are queer? And I was like, um, not many of them. And he was like, he basically said like, don't compare your life to your straight friends' lives. And, yeah. um, you know, it was just, it's interesting because when I first came out, I, I came out when I was 19 um, and I felt very much like I was so young. Like I didn't have like junior high to flirt with boys, you know, like all my straight friends, like were like 10 years ahead of me in terms of dating mm. and, and all of that stuff. And I had mm -hmm. been, I had been suppressing everything and, and, and ignoring everything and not mm -hmm. taking action on my 12 year old feelings for some boy or whatever. Um, and so it's right. been really, really cool to like, start to make more queer friends and like still obviously include my straight friends who are doing amazing things and they all have like really wonderful children and all, you know, all of these things, but like, right. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm in an era of my life where like, I'm like, okay, so I'm 30 and I do not, I'm not married. I don't have a kid. I actually just did a, a TikTok about like going on TurboTax. And the first thing they ask you is like, are you married? Did you get, have a baby, ah! buy a house? Did you get a new job? And I'm like, no, 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 nope, no, nope, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did a little, right. a little sketch about that. On, I just posted it today. Um, and, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to think about. Where do you how do you define success for yourself, either in life or in comedy? Do you have an idea of like 40 year old Reagan, like doing something specific or do you just want to ride it and, you know, enjoy the climb? <laughs> if you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, interestingly, like everything you just said makes so much sense to me. And I feel like as a, they say queer people, what you said is so interesting. It's like, I feel like queer people go through, um, I don't feel like this, this is a phenomenon that's documented, but yeah. the thing is you go through like a second puberty almost, yeah. you know? And it's like, when does that happen? Like, I don't know, like my frontal lobe is not developed, you know, and it won't be for a year and a half. So yeah. that's still ongoing. If, even if I was normal, <laughs> even if I was straight or like, whatever, like, um, and then I feel like, um, I, there's so much that I am like figuring out about myself constantly. I, I rarely look ahead to being 40. Um, <laughs> I think about the like, way, the way you said 40, you're like 40. <laughs> I know. Like, oh my God, it's yeah. so grave. And I, I really, I don't, um, I think that's right up where I don't know what will be because I like, I, I want to, my, like, I'm really happy with how things are going right now. The, the thing that I really desire is, um, you know, the, I feel like the next thing for me is like being able to support myself, um, in a significant way, only doing my creative work rather than having, um, to do these other things for money. You know, people after the, pit thing people at the pit and whatever they're like what are you what are you doing to pay the bill what, what, what kind of job do you have I'm like yeah I do have a like I have a 40 like I have a full-time job yeah. um which is such a pain in the ass um and I'm that's I that's my next thing you know short term mm -hmm. that's not when I'm 40 though I I think like um I have I certainly like not to sound crazy like I have very big big dreams you know um big large aspirations um I want taped specials I want yeah. to have like a sitcom that's like about me and um I I don't know like I I certainly want it all I think it's gonna happen but I think like the right now I'm I, I feel really, really good about like where I am in that kind of journey and anything could change on a dime um that's the vision but I think like the idea of being 40 and like looking ahead and quantifying that or like thinking about it in my yeah. in my brain is funky because I don't uh, there are so many other things that I want too that I just don't know how that's gonna happen like I would love to have like a long-term romantic partner which is not um happening for me right now yeah. I 
don't think I want to have kids at all. But then sometimes I'm like, wow, it'd be really kind of hilarious to like have a kid. And then I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what? I'm like, no, yeah. I don't. Maybe that's just hormones. I don't know. But um, I, of all the, I feel good in my, in my work right now. And I have to, it's that thing. Like, I'm like, okay, the constantly reminding yourself of like, it's okay. Don't worry about everyone else. And like what they're asking and what they're saying, like, I have to be confident in where I am, which is good. But then there are so many other puzzle pieces and whatever that I feel like also need to fall into place. You know what I mean? So I'm interested in that. And like, how will that uh, affect my life? I don't know. Um, But I'm kind of like, I'm very much like, just go where the wind blows me. Like I kind of bloom where I'm planted. I'm happy generally with, um, however, I, I don't know. I'm happy to like, kind of like take the ride the wave i don't remember what you said i just like enjoying the the climb (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not about how fast you get there and it's not about what's waiting on the other side it's the climb (laughs) right it's always going to be an uphill battle but right it is always going to be an uphill battle (laughs) yeah and sometimes you're going to lose sometimes you're going to have to lose um it's really refreshing to hear you talk about like just to say straight up that you want to have a special and that you want to have a sitcom like it's just like I want you to, I, as, as a 30 year old to a 23 year old, like, I want you to keep that because I think, you know, throughout my twenties, I doubt, I had a little doubt and I, I didn't, I didn't just say what I wanted. You know, I was like, oh, maybe, or, you know, oh, um, maybe it, it wouldn't work out. So maybe I just want to do it this way. Or like, I'll always have a full-time job. Um, and this would always just be something on the side. And like, um, you know, for my whole, I, I moved to New York when I was 22 for the reason of doing comedy and I waited till I was basically 30 to like actually do it and I tried it I tried it a couple times and at my last job I was you know I was the MC for everything and I was always the host for the trivia nights and stuff like that right right um but like I never I never sat with myself and said like I want to have an HBO special I want to have a sitcom about me that I write or something like that and I think that for me, it took a lot of therapy <laughs> of, of understanding my story and understanding like my intentions with my life. And like uh, still, uh, you know, a lot about being gay and a lot about growing up gay. And, and, and that's ended up being a lot of my comedy um, is just that experience of being a queer teenager. I think there's so much to be said about being a queer teenager. Like there's not a lot out there. Um, and I think that I'm just now at 30 finding this place where I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I think I'm even just at like, I would like to make a full-time living at comedy and creative projects. Right, um, right, and yeah. And so I just would really encourage you to just like remember this 23-year-old self of like, this is what I want. I don't care how, you know, I, I'm like happy with the flow and happy with the climb, but like, this is what I want. And I'm like standing in the fact that that's what I want. Yeah, which is such a, everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, it's like such a hard, <laughs> it is so difficult to, get to a place where you comfortably you're like comfortable to voice that because I I think it's this thing it's it's like an impostery thing where you're like they're gonna think I'm crazy if I insinuate that I think that I'm capable of that and then it's also like I'm admitting that I'm not there right now I'm not like living my wildest dreams right now it's an admission of like a gap between now and then and then it's like, it's so many factors that, you know, contribute to that. And, and um, the, the scary element of like saying, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? I don't know. So, um, and I still like on a different day, I might've been like, oh, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. But today I'm, you know, living, feeling I'm, bold. I'm, I'm feeling bold. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, right? I, I have loved this conversation. You are so cool. You are so refreshing and interesting to talk to. And how can people follow you? How can they support you? Do you have any shows coming up? This will um, this will not air that soon, but like in about a month. So anything you have coming up? Okay, um, a month out. Or uh, three weeks, three weeks, let's say. <laughs> three weeks. Uh, I will have things um, that are happening <laughs> that I that have not taken shape in a yeah. concrete way that I can speak to or announce right now. But um, there will be there will be shows and there will be a lot of them and they will happen regularly. Um, is what I'll say about that. And you can find out all about that um, on my Instagram. As I said, my my favorite uh, 
my preferred, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my drink of choice yes. in terms of social media. So uh, if you'd like to know about my shows um, or uh, what I have for breakfast um, or how I'm doing my hair, you can follow me at Reagan N. Allen on Instagram. Reagan with two N's, but really the second N is for Nicole, which is my middle name, which is like the least presidential name and is extremely feminine in like a really bizarre way and almost like doesn't sit right with me. Reagan and Allen. Imagine how how different your life would be if your name was Nicole Reagan Allen. Okay, this is a whole other conversation. (laughs) I know because I would be a different human being. That's like what I that's what I've been thinking about lately is like my name, like why I feel like that has like shaped me into um, not because of the Ronald association, but just like the (laughs) Well, what I was saying at the beginning, it's got this like, like I am I what am I a you know chief financial officer right. of a so, something? I I don't know. So uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Everybody, go follow Reagan. You can also um, watch this episode if you're listening. You can watch it on YouTube or Spotify. You can catch the clips on our Instagram and TikTok at Life in Bold Pod. And I really, I love this conversation and I hope everybody listens to it multiple times and I hope you have a great day and even better week and do not forget to live your life in bold. Bye. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) We did it.